This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 83 of With Love and Justice for All, the official podcast of Project Sanctus, where we have conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation, and the special challenges that arise as spiritual seekers. I am Reverend Ogan Holder, here with my partner in consciousness, crime, co-creation, Reverend Kelly Isla. How are you doing today, Reverend Kelly? I'm doing pretty good. I like the sound. I heard you say episode 83, and inside I could feel a little, you know. That means we should probably start brainstorming what we're going to do for episode 100, because... Oh, yes. I mean, why not? Why not? We don't often think that far ahead, but maybe this time we could. Um, Maybe we should have every single person we've had as a guest on... (laughs) Come do the show and we take the day off. Okay. (laughs) We don't need to be here for it. (laughs) We can, we can, we can do that. Uh, Speaking of, speaking of guests, um, we also want to thank all the listeners who've ever listened to uh, this podcast. We have listeners in 45 of the 50 States across the good old US and a, and we are listened to in also over 24 countries around the world. Places like Nicaragua, India, South Africa, and I think new to the list, Algeria. So welcome, Algeria. Um, And we are peaking at over 3,000 downloads. And um, we're just glad for all of you who subscribe, who listen, who who rate us on your platforms, who tell other people to listen. Um, And we're glad you're on this journey with us. And you can join in the conversation uh, when we record. We live stream the recording on Facebook, our Facebook page. Um, and you can leave comments there in real time or after the fact. We'll get back to them. Or you can call also and leave a message on our voicemail. And that's 413-GET-HOLY or 413-438-4659 if you don't have letters on your phone. Um, on today's episode, we're going to talk about Climate justice is racial justice. This is the part one of two. We do a two-parter episode, and because next week is Earth Day, isn't it? We had that. We had that time of year. Yeah, next week is Earth Day, so we thought we'd get a little bit of jump on it because we know sometimes folks will listen a few days afterwards. So we thought we get a jump on it this week um, and share some info, some invitations and stuff like that um, around Earth Day that we can all participate in. Um, our next episode, we plan to have uh, Derek Weston come back. He's He's been with us before and he's gonna come talk about some climate slash food justice things and some specific ideas um, that spiritual communities can engage in 
um, to help, um, I don't want to say save the planet, but maybe save us from destroying the planet. <laughs> so, right, right. Because <laughs> I think when all right. is said and done, the planet's, the planet's going to get rid of us before we get rid of it. So right. uh, I think that that's what might happen. But anyways, uh, before we jump in to all the goodness, what do, what do you have for us, Kelly? Well, we have a couple of things coming up. Uh, one, starting tonight. And if you're listening on Tuesday afternoon here in the U.S., uh, it, it starts tonight. That's why I said it, because I said tonight. Tuesday, April 11th, we're doing our 846 Book Club. We're coming back online, and we're doing Rest is Resistance, a manifesto by Trisha Hersey. And she's known as the Nap Bishop. Um, but her... her um, I was going to say initiative, but it's so much more than that. It's her, it's a ministry. ministry. It's a ministry. It's a ministry. And I, even when I say that, I'm like, yeah, and then some, uh, but it's it's called the NAP ministry. It's it's a movement. It's, 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 uh, it's an anti-racist justice oriented decolonization philosophy. She should hire. There you go. There, yeah, there you go. There you Absolutely. Go. So we're starting that tonight, uh, 730 to 9.30 Eastern. You can go to the website, projectsanctus.com, and in the main navigation, click 846 Book Club, and you can register um, to get the Zoom link. We meet on Zoom, and that will is actually, I think I think we've been saying goes to May 16th, but I think it actually goes to May 9th, five sessions. Um Anyway, so then we also have our affinity groups. We have a communal one every month, and then we have affinity group that meets uh, bodies of color, bodies of culture, BIPOC have their own group, and white bodies have their own group because we have our own work to do. And I will say very affirmatively, at least I can say for as a white body, that this being in a an affinity group is the work. So if you find yourself saying, what can I do, what can I do? get involved in an affinity group, you will find out very quickly what to do. Coming up in June, we have our second, or we have our part two of our conscious anti-racism education program. And part two is on intersectionality. And so that's June 15th through the 17th. That's three days in a row from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And uh, it'll be up you can register what's today tuesday so by thursday april 13th the registration will be up on our website in the meantime make a note in your calendar june 15th through the 17th conscious anti-racism part two intersectionality um yeah i think that's about i'm trying to hurry up because i want to i'd rather talk about climate justice as racial justice (laughs) yeah i think that covers it i think i think that's all we got uh Coming up. Uh, oh, one quick reminder to folks. Um, every Thursday we do um, You yes. Lead um, uh, Wonderful Embodied Meditations on Facebook Thursdays at, I think it's 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, 10 a.m. Eastern. 10 a.m. Eastern. I'll get time right eventually. Um, 10 a.m. Eastern and you leave those live on Facebook. People can watch in real time and or after the fact, but also the meditations are recorded. Uh, and if you have the Insight Timer app on your phone, you can access them there. I don't think there's anybody I know who doesn't meditate, who doesn't have that app on their phone, except maybe me. I don't, I 
I like I like to be rebellious. I don't like to go where all the crowds are. I think it's weird right. as an introvert, even even when it's an app that I'm the only one using, right? <laughs> at a time, but I know everybody's there. I'm like, can I find somewhere else to be? It's very weird how that works. Um, so so yeah, so so I'm sure there are a lot of people have the Insight Timer app. You can find us on there. Um, you can search Project Sanctus or search uh, Walk in Each Other Home. Those are the name. That's the name of the meditation series. Um, and connect with us there. All right, let's talk about climate change. Climate justice is racial justice. Um, so I'll I'll pitch it to you first because you were the one who said, "Hey, let's talk about this." So um, what what and and to be clear, we I think we've we've spoken about this before. Yes. Um, we might have done some previous episodes. Uh, we talked about it mm-hmm. in our in our groups in our classes, but not just because it's Earth Day, but it's all it's always worth revisiting because I think for a lot of folks we don't the whole uh, climate crisis and how it especially relates to anti racism is not always forefront in people's minds no. because you know life. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, while Earth Day is April 22nd, isn't every day Earth Day? Well, yes, because the day the Earth stops existing, that's us. That's it for us, too. Yeah. Well, we're helping it along. Oh, yes, we are. And I did say it was next week, didn't I? It is a bit. It is a bit later than next week. Or is that next week? No, it it would be next week, but it's yeah, it's me me and time because it's only Tuesday. Right. Um, so, so it's, it's a week this from Saturday. this coming Saturday. Yeah. Right. Okay. So barely under under the wire. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. still true. Next week. <laughs> I've I've had a I, listen. I've had a day. Can I uh, okay. just quick just quick segue? We should have done this yeah. before we recorded, but quick quick segue. Uh, um, I watched. I don't know if there are any Succession fans out there, and um, I, I'm not gonna not gonna spoil it for you, but you must have. You must have heard by now. I won't tell you the big news in succession, but let's just say it was a major grief trigger for me. And mm. today is today is would have been Jennifer's 51st birthday, uh, wow. my late wife. And also um, just within a month of the anniversary, first year anniversary of my dad's passing. Right. So around mm. this time last year, I was getting the call. Your dad's not doing so great. You might want to consider flying home. So right. all of that was kind of hovering in like the background of my consciousness, um, not distinctly. And then there was a success that succession episode. And I watched it. Mm. Was that this morning? Finally. And I watched it and a blubbering fool. I was just balling, <laughs> balling, balling, balling. So that's apropos of nothing, but I'm just saying that because if I, if I am unusually more scatterbrained than usual, it's, it's around, it's around that um, as, as well. And, you know, how we also just, just the overall general despair and angst around how we are basically, yes, helping to speed up and hasten the end of this planet. Um, And um, yeah, that whole that whole thing. So, so just want to you know bring everyone up to speed where I am. Well, I think it's and it you know it may have a sense of you know off topic or should have said this at the beginning. However, I think that many of us have this you know ever present angst, you know yes. in part an existential angst, 
and a sense of hopelessness or helplessness of you can see it's almost like when you watch those sci-fi movies or or anything taking place in space there's always a giant comet that's hurtling its way to earth that's gonna you know blow us up and that's kind of where we are honestly so i think that it's that it just whatever for me anyway whatever's going on in life like those anniversaries and um anything that just is you know some kind of lived experience i'm i'm already starting with the despair the despair deck a little bit loaded because yes exactly potential angst of us destroying the planet yes and everything yes they and it it just all feeds into this this angst that we carry that really um leads to that that sense of despair and desolation and helplessness and powerlessness um and the reality is that on one hand yes we can't um you know the u.s is what five percent of the global population but Mm -hmm. we we create 30 to 35 percent of the greenhouse gases oh Um, oh well if we're gonna start with despair facts i got i got i got a despair fact And when I read this, it really, it really depressed me today. Um, So of the billions of tons of plastic that have been manufactured since the 50s, only 9% has ever been recycled. 9%. And then another 12% has been incinerated. Do the math. That's a shit ton of plastic still left over. Right. we, we, We know that now. And if that's not bad enough, um, over the next two decades, plastic production is expected to double, right? right. Um, and it's and and part of this is, of course, being pushed by big oil because you know petroleum is the basis of plastic uh, products. And yep. as people continue to shift their awareness towards um, um, more sustainable sources for or renewable sources to power vehicles so you know electric cars and stuff like that um it's uh you know and 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 creating that electricity from like wind power solar power and all the other things there's there's a there's a consciousness around that that's shifting so big oil is like well what is what is our next plan and it's like well let's let's pump up the plastics you know, right. and and part of that is going into the car manufacturing because in order to make the cars um, need less fuel, we got to make them lighter. So you know, lots of hard plastic. So yeah, but that nine percent that yeah. kind of shook me a, 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 a well, little bit. Well, it's why I I routinely uh, you know, and you can you can hold any piece of plastic in your hand, any container, turn it over, and see a little recycle mark on it. Yeah. But it's it doesn't make it so. Exactly. Uh, and what I mean by that is that there's different. It might be recyclable. However, it, it's entirely likely you don't have the right kind of facility in your town to take that kind of recyclable product. So exactly. people fill up bags of of different bottles and containers and um, plastic coated cardboard things that will never make it to recycling. Yes, um, yes. I used to think yeah. that when I threw my plastic bottle in the green recycle bin, that was it. It was getting recycled. I, I did my Yeah, part. that I was doing a good deed. I was yeah, doing, no. a, doing a good deed. And the truth of the matter is, 
even if all the uh, plastic that us consumers used could be recycled, it's still nothing compared to what corporations need to do. And in fact, there have been uh, many corporations have created campaigns to make us the consumers feel like it is our responsibility and our fault that there's all this plastic right. floating around um, as well. Um, a bit of good news I found is that some states are beginning to pass laws that are making uh, corporations and the producers of plastic pay fees for the plastic packaging and not leave it up to us consumers to bear the brunt of the recycling energy. Um, and and you know, also also states that are banning plastic bags. Yes. Like you got to go to the grocery store with your own, you know, yeah. cloth bag oh, or whatever. But so by the way, as an aside, as an aside, um, in Barbados, where I'm from, they stopped using plastic bags or or they are using these, you know, uh, these biodegradable plastic type bags that break down yeah. over a few years and basically end up being dust. And um, last year after my dad died and we were cleaning out his house because he had a lot of those, like every time we would open a closet, they'd just be like these, these partially degraded plasticky fibers <laughs> all over the place. It was uh, such a headache to, you know, sweep and clean. And then, you know, if the bags had been sitting on top of things, the, it got into all the clothes and all the things. Oh, wow. And it was a pain in the ass. And at the same point in time, I was like, you know what? If this is the if this is the inconvenience I need to encounter to make sure that there's not another five, six, seven hundred bags, plastic bags going into the ocean mm -hmm. and destroying the ocean life. And now we got also got to find some place to dump them. Yeah. Okay. So it's a it's a minor um, inconvenience. Um, speaking of speaking of dumping plastic, here's a here's another uh, uh, despair despair data point. Um, the U.S. used to sell a lot of its plastic waste to China, right, and just yeah. put it on barges, ship it to Pacific. In 2017, yeah. China banned the imports of many types of that. plastic and paper market from recycling in the U.S. So a couple of things happened. First, now we had to find someplace else to dump the plastic. And a lot of um, like local and, and uh, communities, whether it was towns or cities, scrapped their recycling programs um, because, as you mentioned, they didn't, they didn't have the facilities to recycle them. And now there was no place to ship them off to. So Yeah, China wasn't buying our garbage China anymore. China wasn't buying our trash. So, so <laughs> yeah. we had to just... Put it in our own dumps, uh, right? As as well. So so yeah. So that happened too. Um, well, since we're on the the, I was going to save this for a little bit later because we are gonna we do want to offer people some some here's things you can do. Like what can I do? Because mm -hmm. again, there's that that low level or maybe high level, but there's that anxiety and angst that my world is burning up and going away and. I'm not doing anything or I want to be doing something. I don't know what to do. Anyway, since we're talking about plastic, um, I want to just point people to um, an organization. It's called Plastic Soup Foundation. Mm, yeah. PlasticSoupFoundation.org. So go to Plastic Soup Foundation and read a little bit more and you can find out things that you can do 
um, you know, within your home or within your community or just, but not having to be helpless or, or hopeless and recognizing not going to change, you know, this monstrosity overnight. And it doesn't mean that I give up either. Um, but coming back to, uh, so that's Plastic Soup Foundation. I thought it was a very cool name. I'll put the link um, in the uh, Facebook comments. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but coming back to climate, you know, climate justice is racial justice. Because uh, I, I don't, it doesn't get, people don't, I don't think, a lot of think. I think a lot of people don't realize how the two go together. And you started down that road when you, you're talking about China's no longer buying our garbage. And so now it's, you know, stays put in the US. And one of the things that happens, it gets incinerated. Well, those incinerators largely are in um, locations where uh, those that live nearby are the um, marginalized, you know, the most marginalized communities. So polluting the air with all these toxic compounds from these incinerators that are located in neighborhoods and communities of the most marginalized is now we are um you know now there's health issues and we know that the most marginalized communities have little access you know much less access to health care than yeah. um than white america and and so there's this domino effect like even just that one thing about just the incent like not just but you know incinerators you can see the the connection to why climate justice is you know is racial justice it's not it doesn't you know the the climate destruction and the and the climate justice and and working on climate change um the effects of climate change is the biggest impact is on those that uh have the least access to health care to um uh you know neighborhoods that are not around power plants or incinerators um there's about 95 percent of the climate philanthropy resources are directed to white and overwhelmingly male-led climate advocacy groups. Mm. Um, and about half of climate funding is concentrated in just 20 organizations with demographics that match that extreme homogeneity, you know, that leadership is these white male-led groups. So so if 95% of, you know, the monies, the philanthropy resources for, for um, mitigating climate change are directed at white, overwhelmingly male uh, groups. Uh, like just, it's not hard to follow. <laughs> follow the money, right? right. Uh, how many times do we say follow the money? And 2% uh, of global, um, only 2% of global philanthropy goes to environment. Mm. And only about three and a half percent of that is focused on equity and justice. Uh, so the re the grassroots organizations um, that largely work in in uh, that are largely working class communities of color, uh, there's very little, if anything, you know, in terms of of money and philanthropy uh, working its way to those communities. Almost nothing. So the good news um, is we can only go up from here, I guess. Correct. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the good news is, yes, we can only go up. And here's a place you want to know how you can help. Take a look at where if you are, you know, providing money, you know, if you're donating mm -hmm. and whatever a dollar amount, who's the organization you're giving it to? And right. does it, you know, like pay attention to where, you know, follow the money. 
not Can just not just the organization, but as you mentioned earlier, who's heading up the organization? Who yeah. who is the organization serving? What groups or what populations? What peoples are they specifically serving um, as well? Yep. Um, so uh, and and so there's three. You know, our climate crisis is getting worse, and it's and one of the things that and why it's getting worse, and it's it's exacerbated by racial inequality. Um, and so it's just, it's this exponential getting worse, getting worse, getting worse. And um, the three areas that, that are really, that uh, organizations that are working to combat climate change and, you know, climate justice and racial justice, there's three areas that they, that are really paid attention to energy, meaning who has access to it, how much they pay for it, who's working in the energy industry, who's living near the power plants, who has a seat at the table to determine the energy choices for the towns, for the cities, for the, you know, who's making those choices on everybody else's behalf. Uh, you know, how many, how many, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm a white person living in a, a nice white suburb and I don't know anybody that could afford to put solar panels, you know, on their home. Yeah. Um, so who's, who's working, you know, who's, and when I look around, where is the power plant and who's living near that? The other piece of it is transportation. Um, and this is particularly, um, important to pay attention to in times of disaster because when there's a disaster and people you try to get out so wildfires hurricanes uh tornadoes you you know there's a how do i get out of the danger zone and because transportation um you know public transportation trouble transportation is not as is not equitable access to quality public transportation there's there isn't such a thing as that and and uh, let's be clear that's uh not by accident um for right decades the fossil fuel industry thank you Koch brothers has uh lobbied and made sure that an emphasis has been put towards uh building highways and yeah. that's because when you have highways you need a car if you need a car you need gas so it's been it's been very very intentional and uh, you know also related is when a lot of those highways have been built and continue to be built a lot of them are intentionally cutting through uh yes. neighborhoods of color uh yeah because um just because because racism because because the emphasis is on these people don't matter so yeah, mm -hmm. let's just let's put a highway through their neighborhood and divide their neighborhood in half. Um, yeah, and the car thing is um, it's also not, you know, financing options for buying or leasing a car, right? It's not equitable. Right. No, it's like, not. and so if I want to be able, and right now, electric cars, you know, the cars that would, that, that we could be buying and using to cut down on our, our climate pollution, um many don't have access to the the finances or the or the financing options to buy those yeah um to buy the electric ones um and then there's uh, you know food production um that is you know we're we're not it, it, we need to be investing in regenerative agriculture and we need to be uh creating new ways of 
you know, technology working its way down and financing options working its way to those that are in agriculture uh, yeah. and those and how that operates. And and next week, our guest will, I'm sure, go into much more about that because uh, yeah. he's uh, on about Friday. Food. I think he's coming on Friday. So later this oh, week. Oh, Friday. Oh, instead of headlines? Yes. Sorry. Okay. I think. I thought I messaged you. Real, real, um, real time. Yeah, I thought you said, yeah, I thought you said next week. Real time organizing um, here, folk. Sorry to bore you with that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, whenever he's coming, whatever next, whenever he's, yeah, whatever that is, Derek Weston, just pay attention to whatever messaging we send out because that usually is correct. Not what we say live. (laughs) Anyway, um, you know, he's going to talk a whole lot more about food production and the impact of, um, you know, on climate and the, again, by food production and access to food and food apartheid all impacts uh climate justice exactly um, and or injustice and here's the other thing um uh speaking of news i was going to save this for the news headlines but let's talk about it now because it's relevant um now um as you know um so much of the country has been um under drought recently water levels and like lakes and rivers are going down and down um um, and what's been happening in parts of um, the West and Southwest is that Wall Street corporations, Wall Street uh, businesses, bankers are buying water rights in these places, yeah. betting on the fact that the conditions will continue to worsen and therefore water becomes so much more valuable and then they will have ownership over access to the water. So they're they're already trying to figure out how to make more money off in a fairly impending disaster. And uh, the, you know, I don't often say this aloud, but what is wrong with people? Like seriously. I, I don't know. Oh, it's, I, I don't, that, yeah. that got me. That one got me. We'll probably talk well, about it that is, more later. It, and I think that's one of those things that can get me stuck on something like this because I hear climate crisis or climate change or climate justice, and I think the world, and then I'm stuck. <laughs> right. Like, so, I, so to answer I, my uh, own question, though, the what is wrong with people? It, it it's a rhetorical question. What's wrong with people is that um, this is the message of capitalism, right? It is yes. the idea of we need to focus on making money and hoarding and greed and at the expense of anything and everyone that's that's the underlying essence of capitalism from from day one it's been um how can we extract profit from the suffering of others um so yeah there that's the short answer and part of um, up end in that system is related to what we're talking about today. If we pay attention to how we can be more a friend of the climate and help avert some of these impending disasters, then that kind of throws a wrench into the whole capitalistic system. So for example, are we going to talk about you know regenerative farming and community farming and all these things? Um, you know, if, if if more communities and more churches and uh, like we said, Derek will come talk about that are 
planted their own community gardens and we're all yeah. contributing to that, then we're we are removing reliance from agribusinesses um, right. and food corporations who are doing their part to pollute um, um, the planet and also give us inferior food products, by the way, in so many ways <laughs> up and in the system is, is a community. It, it comes down to creating community, honestly, when, when yeah. we can create yeah. community and this is it, we've talked about the, the isolation dangers that come through capitalism and through patriarchy. It, 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 it wants to isolate us, but if we can really put the emphasis on creating community together, even around growing and consuming food and sharing and bartering and all those, all those things, um, then, then yeah, it, 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 and, and this is the other funny part about that is that the corporations already know this ahead of us. So what right. are they doing? You walk into a place like Whole Foods or Plus and, or places like that. Here's the farm to table section. Here's a section of foods grown on your local farm by from us, right? Um, yeah. So that the profiteering continues under the guise of a good cause. Um, and, you know, so so please, I mean, um, I'm sure our listeners are well aware of this and probably already do this, but how much more of your food buying can you do from a farmer's market or directly from from a farmer and i know this is harder in in big cities but find your find your farmer's market and what day it's happening and buy as much as your produce directly from the farmers if you can well there's also that that company called imperfect Pro- produce oh yeah yeah, yeah. there's a couple um, of the those. tree hugger the treehugger.com but there's the imperfect produce is actually a home delivery service so you know, it, it, but it is. it's it's all this quote unquote ugly fruits and vegetables that that because we're so so this is one of those that for me I go what is wrong with you people so who cares if the pear is a little doesn't have that pear shape well, we've been like, we've been who cares we've been, uh, we've been taught to care about that. I know I know it's a very it's, it's brainwashed a very by the thing <laughs> yes that. Um, if it looks like how it's supposed to look, it's better and we'll yeah. pay more. And it's just, you know, there's there's tons of food that gets thrown away because the carrot is shaped like a Z, you know. Yes. And and also and also size size matters. Um, it doesn't, but in some cases it does because we get very attached and fixated when we walk in the supermarket to have like big apples, right? Yeah. And it's so hilarious because you know, you walk into your average supermarket and you look at all the apples and they're just sitting there all uniform, almost all the same size and it all looks perfect. And if you've ever seen an apple tree, you know, that's not how apples grow. So right. what, what happens to all the apples that don't fit that? Well, I'll tell you what happens to them. A lot of them end up getting shipped to other countries. So in Barbados, where I'm from, for example, you know, when we have to we you know, have to import apples, you know, like your, mm. like your Red Delicious, like your Honeycrisp, like your Brayburns, like your Granny Smiths. I like apples. Can you tell? Um, when you, we have to import those apples and, and they are really small. And I remember, I remember in the past going like, well, where are the big apples at? Right. I gotta, I gotta eat these tiny apples. What's, what's, am I, and I remember thinking, what is wrong with this picture? Why do I have to eat the tiny apples? I want a big apple. And then I had to realize, wait a minute, these tiny apples taste just as good as the big apples. 
Like, yep. There's absolutely nothing wrong with them. I've just been conditioned by the American right. supermarket produce that says big is better. Yeah, well, capitalism and yes, uh, the and these these ugly or weird looking fruits and vegetables actually are thirty to fifty percent cheaper than yes. the grocery store price for the the perfect looking piece of fruit. Yes, so um, even if you don't have farmers markets, you there's tons of food co ops that you can sign up yes. for. Um, Yes. I, I've, over the years, I've belonged to a few of them myself. Um, my favorite, my favorite was a meat co-op um, that mm. we got meats directly from local farms. You know, grass-fed um, the um, animals humanely as humanely as you can butcher an animal. Um, you know, the processing was not done in a in a meat packing facility, um, and honestly, you could taste the difference. Did I pay yep. a little bit more? Absolutely. Did I mind paying a little bit more for a better tasting product, knowing I was also helping my local community and a local farmer, and um, I would say the environment in some ways? No, I didn't. I didn't mind. And that's the thing. We know that, and this is a vicious cycle, right? We we've been taught to believe, and in some objectively, it's true that we have to pay more for these products. The reason we might have to pay more is because it, um, you know, the agro businesses can um, can can make their foods, create their foods, grow their foods in such a way that they save money on, you know, purchasing bulk packaging, bulk fertilizers, bulk all the things, um, and they say they pass that savings on down to the consumer in terms of dollar amount. So while you may be saving dollars, the question is, what is the longer cost that you're paying? Because you're going to end up paying more yep. in perhaps your health. And um, coming back to what we're talking about uh, in the pollution of the planet. And because it's going to cost a lot for those perfect apples to get to you. Right? Well, it's it's what you're paying for is plantation. Yes. You're paying to have a plantation. Pretty much, yes. And Yes. Yeah. So, and nobody wants to hear that. Um, right. Wait, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not perpetuating plantation. You know, right. that was the days of enslaved people. I'm like, no, it's still a plantation. Exactly. It's, it's especially when you also talk about, your... about about how little uh, like um, migrant workers, for example, are being paid to yeah. to pick these pick these foods that you know, and and again sort of a side note i when you hear certain people screaming about how they quote unquote are coming to get our jobs i'm like well are you are you gonna be out in the sun all day picking the strawberries and harvesting the pineapples and all that because right. if you are go for it but you're not um and you're very grateful that there are people who are willing to do it for pennies so yeah, that's yeah. That. So you can have your nice plastic container of exactly. you know, of strawberries um, exactly. that were you know grown on a exactly twenty first hey, century that, plantation. That container is recyclable because it's got that little triangle underneath. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, but or not. The, you know the 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 idea about you know the regenerative farming mm -hmm. um, is uh, you know and coming back to you know community gardens, there is. I think there's more people than we may realize <clears throat> actually, you know, enjoy getting their hands in the dirt a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, and so here's the other thing about it. So, so look in your community, find community gardens because they're everywhere. Uh, and if there's, and then even go so far as if you're not the person who likes to put your hands in the dirt, maybe you have some property. So, so carve out a little section and get those who do like to garden, allow them to come in and use it to, to, you know, um, to grow, you know, food uh, and to, yeah. um, you know, expand the, just expand, you know, healthy food and uh, helping to eliminate the plastics. You know, I was, as we were preparing for today and I'm looking at the, you know, the climate justice is racial justice. I, you know, it very often, you know, the dots that connect for me is around healthcare. And we know it's just, it, it, and people may disagree, and I know people disagree with it, and marginalized communities have less access to good health care. And yet, with this continuing climate change catastrophe and more, you said earlier, you know, the plastic industry is will be producing more uh, plastic. One of the things that, um, you know, is, is being discovered is with this increase in plastic manufacturing, we know this because this has been going on a long time, the effects on marine life and seabirds, we're always seeing stories about, you know, sea turtles and dolphins and, you know, tuna caught in nets and, and other plastic. But there's those microplastic particles that are now being found in our blood, in our lungs, in placental tissue in breast milk mm. um so it's not just in danger it's not just like right now that we're in danger so when i look at those things you know those are all if it's in my blood if it's in the lungs if it's in maternal and fetal placental tissue if it's in breast milk now we're talking generational yeah this reminds me it reminds me of the teflon thing remember the teflon thing yes when when they realized uh teflon was seeping from from uh pans into the into yep. blood and through the yep. food and they're like let's find some actual like and this is like what back in the 50s or 60s let's find some some uh blood that doesn't have teflon in it to compare and they couldn't find anyone <laughs> they couldn't find anyone in the country that didn't already have teflon in their blood because yeah and, well in the same when you know looking at before hiroshima and nagasaki and then mm -hmm. afterwards yeah you know radiation and other exactly you know elements um exactly so so going back to the regenerative farming it's also connected to you know our um being able to think intergenerational uh, that it's not, um, so you may, you know, cause I know people like this, well, it's not really gonna, I'll be dead before that comet hits earth. So, you know, what can I do? Um, and, but and it's in not many ways and in many ways, our, our spiritual teachings sort of have that focus on the present, right? The now be here, yeah. be here now, focus on yes. the present and yeah. stop worrying about the future. Um, right. be here now. And, and, and that message sort of has that backfire effect it, it it doesn't encourage us to think future generations as as well so in many ways well the, <laughs> sorry go ahead no i'm thinking of the, uh, well i'm thinking of the hypocrisy of that yes be here now and what you do now determines the next tomorrow <laughs> the next now right the next generation i i like the right. hypocrisy of that is mind-blowing <laughs> 
But but in many ways, in many ways, it kind of works, right? Because it avoids us from being worried of the future. We're definitely having a more peaceful now if we're not worried about how we break in things for later, right? We're definitely sleeping better at night. Right. Well, it's a it's and it's kind of sad that you're able to to check out of your conscientious. Yeah. Check out of your conscience. Yes, um, exactly. And e- exactly. It, exactly. It is kind of sad. And uh, also, I would challenge anyone, you know, and talking you know, spiritually and um, your faith and your spiritual practices. So, OK, so maybe you don't see the fruits of the labor that go on today, but are you still willing to do it knowing you won't see the fruits of your labor? Are you still willing to be proactive and to be in action? And when someone is like, no, I'm like, okay, well, now you've just told me who you are. Are you willing to plant the tree under which you will never sit in its shade? I totally botched that saying, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, and then, and then speaking of religion, then you also have the idea of, we don't need to worry about this now because, you know, the apocalypse, uh, uh, Jesus is coming back. It, you know, all the work we're doing here is around securing a place in heaven in the afterlife. So a lot of, a lot of the messaging of, of religions is, and, and I, I'm pretty sure this is more Christianity than anything else is really around not paying attention to the planet um there's and and yes there's a weird hypocrisy of like this is god's creation and we're stewards right i mean go back to that original garden of eve eden mythology man was appointed a steward over the the plants and the animals but somehow you know the messaging has got fixated on the afterlife not the current life so we don't need to freak out about it this much well and and part of that messaging, though, too, is also the the term dominion over. Yeah. Yes. So when you start and, and even in new thought, you yeah. know, that term is used dominion. So having dominion over and any and I know people will you can save your your comment about what I'm about to say, that people will say, well, that's not what we mean when we say dominion over. That may not be what you think you mean. But when when we keep perpetuating the idea of dominion over then you're talking about dominion over like somehow you have control and mastery and power over earth like uh could you be any more self-centered send Rather us the comments than... no don't 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 yeah. tell them don't send, send the comments no i meant i meant uh, well yes i do want comments i do want feedback but save the hate mail let's yeah. um <laughs> no send i guess that, i guess it's just send okay. that too that that's again it's Tell just the day. Are. So I know it's just you're having a day. I'm having a day. Don't <laughs> know if I have the bandwidth today for hate mail. And <laughs> I think we stop saying dominion over because we grew up out of Earth like every other life form. But exactly. we don't live it that way. Exactly. Um, we exactly. live it selfishly. We live it selfishly. <sighs> um, yeah, go ahead. Send your hate mail. I was just I had a moment. You know, I, I just want to, you know, we want to offer a couple of ways that people can can be proactive to care for, you know, creation. To care. It's not just about caring for human life, um, but uh, caring for all life to, to, you know, to really get the idea that climate justice is racial justice, that the, the worst of climate change and the, the impact 
of, um, you know, environmental racism isn't something new. Um, communities of color are hit first and hardest by the climate crisis. It's just, it, it is. Uh, and we need to be living as though we understand that and be changing what we do uh, as though we understand that. Um, which it, so we want to, you know, I guess I just, I, I think it's hard for sometimes people to connect that, you know, well, what does that have to do? Like, we're all affected by climate change. Right. Um, yes. And some people are much, much more impacted because we have such a, a crumbling infrastructure because we are not um, taking well, care of Earth. And and there's also the disconnect in many places looking at you suburbs, there's that disconnect between, yeah. yes, we are all climate change is a horrible thing. I'm going to try and throw my things in the recycle bin. I'm going to try go to the farmer's market and buy stuff. And I also need that pristine green weedless grass lawn in front of my house and not realizing or seeing the connection between that and or climate problems. Yeah. It's a, uh, um, Actually, Derek, uh, uh, who's our guest for our next podcast, Derek Weston, um, remember the last time he was on, he said that, uh, you know, the green lawn is he was pointing to that's, you know, a, a mascot of the plantation. It's a mascot for white body supremacy, you know, the, the nice green lawn and having to, you know, you have to have that. And thinking that we're if we do that and take care of our lawn, that somehow that's helping climate change. When really it's the exact opposite. Because grass is green, so photosynthesis. No, that's not right. How any yeah, that works. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, so let's let's offer before we end. Maybe we could offer a few ways to. Uh, yes, to let's care. get off the despair train. <laughs> I know. Well, I just I want. I really. I, sometimes I just think it's hard for white folks to connect climate <laughs> justice and racial justice. Well, uh, and uh, let's be think- let's be clear. Any folk, so we yes, so there's there's the white folk, there's the affluent folk, but also the folks that are truly struggling to make ends meet. The folks yeah. who are you know um, who are living in uh, in a lot of these the neighborhoods, the marginalized folk, um, and um, for them the immediacy of their struggles and their oppression also sort of puts this on the back burner um, right. as well, uh, which is the horrible coincidence because they're the ones being most affected by it uh, as well. So, right. so yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've, uh, I'm guilty of that myself. I'm, I live in that boat at times, mm-hmm. you know, you're living paycheck to paycheck and, you know, do I keep the lights on or do I feed my cat? You know, yeah. and when you're in that kind of place, and I know I'm not alone in that when it right. happens, I'm not, I don't really care about earth in the moment. Not only um, that, I, I, I got to buy the cheapest food possible to make my dollar stretch further. That's right. And if I'm going to buy the cheapest food possible, uh, it's probably not going to be that healthy. Um, and it's probably going to be packaged up in plastic or um, pesticides. Yes. Oh, my God, that we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Um, you know, riddled with pesticides. So I'm I'm helping and to prop up back on the despair train. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just a stop. It's just the train's going again. We're done. <laughs> 
<laughs> we only laugh because otherwise we would be crying. <laughs> right. So what's, um, uh, you know, we, Earth Day is coming up. Like we want to mention a few ways to actually, you know, that you that we can do something or be engaged, uh, you know, without so we can kind of move off that stuck, frozen, hopeless, helpless, you know, powerless. Mm-hmm. Um, but so one of the things that there's this uh, Earth Day, the the idea that we don't, and this comes back to that Dominion thing, is you know we don't we have we're not inheriting the Earth, we've borrowed it. And, you know, what kind of an ancestor am I going to be? Because I'm going to be somebody's ancestor. Um, So we didn't inherit Earth from our ancestors. We've borrowed it from our children. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So just even keeping that in mind, keeping that mindset that, uh, you know, it just for me, it does give me a chance to pause when I'm, you know, like the other day, uh, Saturday, I was out and about and I'm at a place I bought some some tea leaves, it was a tea shop. And do I want a bag? And I said, No, at first I said, Yes, I'm like, No, and I saw the size of the bag. And I thought, Oh, my God, there's paper in there. There's the, the plastic twine for the handle and the glue. And I'm like, No, you keep it. I'll just put this in my purse. There you go. Um, yeah. Other uh, things you might consider starting um, start composting. Um, yeah. And whether you do it in your own yard or you got one of those composting machines, there are a lot of towns and cities that have composting programs um, as well. And let me talk about um, uh, what was the phrase? Uh, the farm in the I'm having a brain, brain stump right now. Regenerative uh, farming. When we're talking oh, about regenerative. Like that, yeah. Um, these practices and, uh, and, and, and keeping the atmosphere a little bit clean, you know, you're composted. That's we're, we're not using chemical pesticides, which by the way, linked to so many different cancers. So, uh, yeah. composting is a, is a helpful way that we can all contribute because we all going to have food scraps. Uh, so there's that, um, if you live, sorry, go ahead. You about to I was going to say, I like how you slid that despair train in there for a moment. <laughs> I'm standing and it went by and I felt the breeze. Um, if you have, uh, if you happen to live near a beach or a river, um, yeah. have, have some, have some cleanup, organize a cleanup, uh, beach or river or a lake, um, and get some of the litter, especially the plastic, um, out of the water. So there's that, um, if you belong to a spiritual community, um, you can start a, uh, creation justice program. What do I mean by creation? Uh, you know, back to that whole dominion, we're stewards, uh, as humans, we're steward over the flora and the fauna. Um, so how can, how can we be justice advocates, allies, accomplices for the planet, um, for right. creation? Um, so start a group at your church and find out, you know, in your neighborhood, in your town, what, how can your church contribute? And again, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Look and see what other people are doing. See if you can work with them. Uh, we talked about green lawns. Uh, start a garden at your spiritual community or your church. I I have yep. grown. I have grown to be irked by churches with big pristine lawns now. Oh um, yes, as 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 well. Um, and yep. yeah, put that put that put that land to good use, people. Um, yeah, you know. And there's so much around. Not you know at church at you know corporate buildings, your own neighborhood. There's just so much land around us. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, and and land we don't think of. Um, I forget. Oh my God, I forget which town this was or which city. But there was there was a movement to be planting vegetables and crops in those like high uh, the highway dividers. Um, yes. You know, that have, yeah. Uh, and and I don't mean like interstate. I mean just like road. You know, you got a two or four lane road in your town, and there's a divider, and they've got lots of like pretty flowers and shrubbery and stuff like that. Yeah. Pick those, take those out. Plant some tomatoes. Plant some stuff. And apparently, the city ordinance wasn't in alignment with that, and people were getting in trouble and getting arrested. They got to look this up. Um, and uh, then there was like a, a, a <laughs> getting in trouble for trying to feed your neighborhood. I know, right? And <laughs> and using and using just those those in between spaces that people don't think yeah. about um, yep. as as well. So there's that. Um, check out the food pantries in your in your town, your neighborhood, your city, um, see what you can donate to them and volunteer. Um, at pay attention well. to, yeah, pay, when you are shopping, pay attention to the packaging, like yeah. the number of people that put, you know, that get a couple bananas and then put them in one of those little plastic bags and seal it up and then yeah. put that bag winds up in their plastic grocery bag. I'm like, really? You need a vegetable bag for a banana? Doesn't it already have a peel, like a safety thing on it already? Uh, same thing with avocados. And like, you don't need, just pay attention to the packaging. And while talking about shopping, um, take a break, start doing a, um, fasting, from, do start some fasting on online shopping. Mm. Right, like take a break from it and do more locally. It's gotten really, really easy, and COVID yeah. helped. And Lord knows I've been guilty of it uh, to yes. just easily go and order something online, and it winds up at your doorstep. But, but follow the money, right? Follow, follow, follow the connect money. the dots of the excess carbon emissions, you know, from yeah. cars and trucks and planes and you know and conf and consider consider buying refurbished especially if uh, yeah. electronics um yeah. consider buying refurbished one cheaper a lot of refurbished stuff is basically stuff that's been on the like the the storeroom floor or stuff yep. that got used once in return and a lot of those refur refurbished products also come without all the packaging um right. as well and a lot right. of people a lot of the uh you know electronic companies are moving towards um like cardboard and and more recyclable packaging but consider consider refurbished um yep um, as as well and consider um secondhand local resale places facebook marketplace yeah. uh, there's a website called mercari that i like to um buy my stuff at um, ebay all those places i mean i'm not saying anything that people don't know and Many people already take advantage of these things, but you know it never it never hurts to bear repeating. Um, give give a lot of things a second and a third life, which simply yeah. means um, um, lengthening the time between you buy a new product. It all it all adds up. All right. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay. All Ooh. right. I think we sort of ended on a highish note. Higher. I think so. Maybe. I don't. Yeah. Not on the despair train at the moment. We yeah. can do this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's the perfect thing you just said. Um, we think that it is an insurmountable, um, what's the word I want? Obstacle? Challenge. Challenge. Obstacle. Yeah. We think that it's insurmountable, that the little bit we do won't help. Um, and 
part of that is we've kind of been conditioned to do that by big corporations so that we don't do it, right? We don't, we don't do our little bit. Um, all the little bits add up. And also, again, we have to remember that these corporations are designed to make money. So let's use that capitalistic drive against them. And therefore, if they are clear that our emphasis is going to be buying reuse, renewable, we're going to be buying things with less packaging, we're going to be buying more things that come directly from a farm to our table, that's where they're going to shift to as well. Um, yeah. So, so we we are the customers. We we have to remember this. We are the ones with the control because we're the ones that are doing the spending. So, yep. Let's let's remember that um, in all these instances as well. Um, really, I wouldn't even say take back the power. We we have the power. We got to recognize that we do, um, and and act like it. Um, and save ourselves and save the planet. Yes. So on that note, amen. Um, amen. Uh, on that note, please tune in uh, Friday or uh, tune in to the part two of this when we have uh, Derek Weston coming in to, to give us some more deep dives on these subjects, especially uh, the food justice um, arena. Um, I know we did an interview with him a while back. Go listen to that. But I know he's going to bring some new stuff for us as well because we are really going to yep. um, put it within the framework of of climate change. So uh, please also share this podcast with your friends. Tell them they can find it on any other podcast platforms, whether you like Spotify or iHeartRadio or Google Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Answer Alexa to play with love and justice for all. You might be surprised what happens. Um, and if again they don't know what a podcast is, we can uh, be heard on the old school interwebs at with love and justice for all podbean.com. Please visit projectsanctus.com and see all the opportunities that we have for you to join in this work. And you can, excuse me, you can also be a donation to keep the train uh, chugging along, not the despair train. No, uh, no, no, the 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 train no, no. of train of love and justice and liberation that's right there that's we right. go so until <laughs> until next time let's get her holy on <laughs> <laughs>